Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm dude number two, Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is Two Dudes on Two Dudes. And this episode, we are talking about the Boondock Saints. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming? I'm going to go a little different direction. I'm not going to talk about what I've been streaming, but something I actually did where I had to go outdoors, live human contact. Okay. Instead of being entertained on the screen, I decided to see human art in person. Me and another gentleman went to a Renaissance festival. Oh, cool. So I've, I've been a, a few times and I've always enjoyed it. But, you know, it's just I don't. Have you ever been to one? Uh, I've only been to one one time and it was a few years ago and I actually didn't get to go for very long, but it was pretty cool. I, I got a turkey leg and it was delicious. <laughs> Uh, actually, one of the things I was going to bring up is I had something called, I can't remember if they call it a chimney roll or a chimney cake, but it's like an old Hungarian treat. It's been around for like four or 500 years. I'm recommending everybody go to Renaissance Festival just to find one of those. You know, I had to stay in line for like an hour, but man, it was so worth it. I guess it has a similar taste, like a funnel cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, it's, I guess it's more doughy and just like a nice soft bread and man it's just it's just amazing but of course you know i love supporting the arts so you, you know you get a lot of see a lot of people kind of do their craft yeah. you know whether whether it's comedy juggling just type, type of stuff so gotta see a lot of good shows some good food of course you know those type of things were kind of canceled during covid yeah. um, so it's, it's nice to go back out to something like that and and kind of support the arts in that way awesome man that's awesome dude yeah what about you what else are you streaming I'm actually going to talk about a movie that I I guess you could consider like an honorable mention. I mean, we haven't even gotten into the theme of this month yet, but we're, you know, it's two dudes and it's basically like themed around two dudes, whether it be male, female, whatever, but the friendship surrounding it. And the the movie that I watched can be an honorable mention because had we not already picked our theme or our movies for this month, this one could have, you know, slide slid in there for me uh it's called the school for good and evil and if it's kind of like honestly it's kind of like a mix between hogwarts and hogwarts meets the fairy tale world um it takes place in like this magical school where the fairy tale good and evil characters are brought up and it, it's it features a bunch of children that you know are children from the story like the fairy tales that we we know and their parents were all you know like king arthur or the witch and snow white etc cetera, etc cetera. and so it's pretty cool um but it's it's based around these two friends that uh decide to go to this school that get kind of get i guess taken there and you know it's not the best movie there was a couple of scenes that that made me laugh just kind of like by the way they were shot and acted i guess but it was surprisingly better than i thought it was going to be it was a little long i had to watch it and like they basically had to break it up like three times but it was pretty good i think it was like two and a half hours it's based around two friendships and so it fits the theme of this month great and i really enjoyed watching it it definitely you know probably won't win any awards or anything but it was it was fun at least and you know i will always recommend a fun movie 
at least. So that is what I am streaming this week. Nice. Well, speaking of friendships, last few weeks, we've actually been testing our friendship with some hot topics, if you will. And we, we keep our listeners guessing. Sometimes we do it at the beginning. Last week, we did it at the end. But this week, I have another question for you. All right. Do you like chicken wings? Of course, I like chicken wings. All right. Well, I mean, in, I live in Buffalo. <laughs> I fix to say you're, you're in the, the like the capital of chicken wings. All right. So here's the question. Traditional bone wings or boneless wings? Oh, bone in for sure. 100%. See, and and, and explain yourself. Uh, because otherwise you're just eating chicken nuggets. Oh, my gosh. Parker. Jeff. All right. It's funny you say that because I, I, I got to go with boneless wings. Oh, my gosh. And well, then they're not wings. You're not eating wings. That's the that's the thing is that you're not you're not really eating wings. (laughs) That's what it says on the menu. So and plus, if you look it up on the Internet, it's there. So we know it's true. So so here's my thing. It's funny because that's always one of the arguments I hear is is basically just an adult chicken nugget if it's a boneless wing. But hear me out. Here's my thing with with boned versus boneless. So for me, if I'm doing like 10 boneless wings versus 10 like bone wings, I'm getting a lot more meat with the boneless wings because so much of the the bone wing is bone or it could be like the fat part, which I don't really care for the really fatty part of of a chicken wing or breaking my heart. I mean, so here's my thing. I get more meat. I'm lazy. So it's (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot less work to eat a boneless wing than it is a boned in wing. And there's all these guys It's you know, it's, to me, it's more about machoism. You know, it's like, Oh, you're not a real man. If you eat boneless wing, it's all about, you know, getting a boned in wing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm all about getting more meat for my money and spending less time working on eating it and more time just eating it and enjoying the meat itself. Now so, see, like a lot of the places that, I mean, even not just here in Buffalo, but, a lot of places, the boneless wings are actually more expensive. So I don't, I don't know if, if like you have a restaurant that is different, or if they're charging the same price. But that's nice. But most of the ones here charge it's about the same price. There's usually like a dollar or two difference in my in my experience. But I mean, you're also getting some tiny wings then, because if you go to the right spot, the the ones with the bone in are are a good size. Uh, but you know, if you're getting the tiny little chickens down there in South Carolina. I mean, it might be good size, but <laughs> how, how, how much meat's actually on it is my thing. I mean, and there's enough. I, I don't, I get, I can get full off of a 10 piece. Yeah. Um, I, will, I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shame you because I mean, I, I eat chicken nuggets. So you're talking to somebody that will eat chicken nuggets, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to, you know, I call the, call them how I see them. And, <laughs> I mean, they are. They're just, they're just chicken nuggets with covered in sauce. <laughs> like that's what they are. But I, I mean, will whatever make, makes you feel better. I will make one exception, and you will likely be very familiar with this exception because even though you're up in Buffalo now, we all know you're still Southern. And there's this little store. I don't think they have them up north, but it's called Publix, a wonderful, wonderful grocery store. It's just a different experience down here. Yeah, we don't and have Publix here. They have some of the best chicken wings. If if I get chicken from there, I'm getting the bone wings because just taste-wise, they're just totally different than mm-hmm. like they're, they're boneless or they're tenders or whatever. But yes, I will purposely get the bone traditional 
wings from Publix because they're they're just amazing. Okay, we'll see. Then there you go. Because if you're at a place that actually does wings right, then you're going to get a better experience with your bone in. No pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just, it's just totally different. Like it's not, they're two different things in my opinion. And one just surpasses the other by a mile. But, you know, like if, if I'm just going, like if I'm going for something like insanely hot, then I'll definitely go with boneless just so I don't get it all over my face. But that's the only reason. If I'm going with something that I can handle heat-wise, that's not going to set my face on fire, yeah, I'm definitely going to go bone-in wing every single time. But I've got a question for you. Do you dip them in ranch or blue cheese? Blue cheese should not be near wings at all. Mm. At all. It's, it's, it's all about the ranch. Boneless... Man. And ranch, that is the combo every day, every time, unless it's Publix. You are we going to go to we're going to have to go to therapy after this. I mean, I like ranch, so I'm not going to like hate on ranch at all. In fact, I go for ranch usually, but blue cheese, man, it 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 holds its place besides wing beside wings. And depending on the flavor, I prefer blue cheese. Like if it's I don't, I don't know, especially like since I've been living in Buffalo, they take their blue cheese very seriously mm. here. And it's a lot like their the ranch in the South, like have a lot of restaurants will make their own. And so it's, it's, it's pretty legit. So I can't really, I honestly am 50, 50 in this point. That's like the one thing that, that Buffalo has done to me that I'm like, yeah, okay. I still eat ranch on like, pizza and things like that but as far as wings go they're kind of turning me on the on the blue cheese just i don't know if it's like intimidation or what <laughs> so but are, are the wings better up there oh 100 percent. really 100 1000 percent. yes do, do y'all have buffalo wild wings up there i have not seen one no <laughs> so that's like <laughs> I'm, i think i might have seen one but they're not like everywhere no in fact, I don't even, I'm not even 100% sure where I've seen it. It might have been somewhere like downtown or somewhere closer than that, or maybe not close to Niagara Falls. But yeah, I wouldn't be anywhere. Like, so I it's mean, probably one of those where like the, the natural Buffaloans are like, that's not authentic Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, <laughs> and it's fair, you know, like it's kind of like, you know, like Cracker Barrel down there. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, but even Cracker Barrel is more popular down there because you have so many rest stops there's just so many places that sell great wings that you know it's 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 hard to beat them like one of my favorite places to get wings from is just like this little local bar man they're just delicious so and they're always cheap they're cheap so i don't know it's 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 one of those things it's just like how can a place like buffalo wild wings survive when you've got the authentic thing that's better here and it's cheaper so you know it's one of those things it's just like why you know, it's like the same reason that somewhere like Taco Bell probably doesn't, you know, do super great, you know, where there's like a bunch of authentic Mexican places around. Who's going to want to go to Taco Bell when you can go to a food truck and get a real taco? Taco Bell will always have their market, though. I mean, that's because they stay open past like 10 o'clock and most Mexican places do not. So when you're high or drunk at one o'clock in the morning, Taco Bell is like the place to go, especially when you've got $10 in your pocket. I don't think I ever told you my funny Taco Bell story. 
Well, okay, I'm I'm interested. Because well, I'm pretty sure everybody has a funny Taco Bell story. But anyway, mine was from a few months back. Son and Donald while were over, and we were just picking up food for everybody. So the four of us, and we decided to go to Taco Bell. So me and Will went, and so we were going to pick up some stuff for everybody. And we pulled up to the drive-thru, and the guy's like, you know, hey, we're limited on staff, so there's a limit of five items that you can order, which is problematic because you figure if, if someone's <laughs> ordered something that's got like three tacos, that counts as three items. So we were like, okay. Thing is, there was like nobody there. We happened to hit it at the right time. And he was like, well, I can't stop you from going back around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we would place our order for five items, pay the guy, circle back around, go back through the drive-thru, talk to the same guy, order five more items. It took us three trips to get everybody's order. Was there anybody in between you got like in between your trips? The first and second, no. The third time around, there was just one other vehicle that okay. was in between. But I'm like, I'm like, dude, what was the difference in doing this? I, I mean, five times three is the same thing as 15 times one. Come on. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, God bless Taco Bell. God bless Taco Bell. <laughs> I mean, God bless restaurant workers in general, man. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, are we covering our movie this week? Or We did. We covered The Boondock Saints, which is a 1999 American vigilante film written and directed by Troy Duffy. Oh man, what an interesting movie. Let's let's uh let's get into the plot. So the film opens with two Irish American uh, fraternal twins, Connor and Murphy McManus. They're attending I love the Irish music right off the bat. Oh my yeah, gosh. The Irish music was great. Um I, I love Irish music, Irish dancing. I mean, I'm I'm Irish. So anyway, yeah, I love all love all Mick. that. You, you're a you're a Mick. Yeah. What is it they say? Mick and what? Or if it begins with an O, like O'Donnell and yeah. O'Malley. Yeah. You're you're all Irish. Yep. Yep. I'm actually um I'm actually part Irish, even though my namesake does not does not give that away. But yeah, I'm actually uh, part Irish as well. So awesome. Yeah, I always kind of dig that um that whole Irish thing. The movies set in Boston usually kind of They'll pique my interest. So yeah, I'm I you know, I'm I'm with you on that. I definitely enjoy the the Irish theme right off the bat. So they're attending Mass at a Catholic church. And then next they're celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Uh they're getting get into a bar brawl with some Russian mobsters who, you know, they they beat up pretty well. The morning, uh the next morning, the two of uh, uh two of the Russians decide to seek revenge on the brothers who killed them in self-defense. FBI Special Agent Paul Smecker, who is played by Willem Dafoe, who is by far the best part of this movie, uh, he is assigned to the case and decides that the Russian was not a professional hit, but was, you know, it's probably just self-defense. The brothers decide to clear their names and go to the police station they find that the police and the local news reporters see them as heroes. So to avoid attention, the brothers decide to spend the night in a holding cell where they receive an apparent vision from God to telling them to hunt down wicked men so that the innocent can flourish. Connor and Murphy resolve to rid Boston of evil men with their friend and former mob Aaron Boy, 
Rocco eventually joining them to help. How'd you like Rocco? Rocco, he was he was awesome. <laughs> he was probably my second favorite character in the film behind Willem Dafoe. He was he was the funny man. You know, he was actually it was kind of weird. I did a little bit of you know, investigating in this film, probably a little bit more than I normally do because I've already seen this film. So I had a little bit more time to look into it a little bit because honestly, I'll be completely honest. This is the first film that I actually kind of had to look into a little bit to kind of really, even though I've seen this film, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I had to look into it a lot more than any of the other films to kind of even know what was going on. To be honest, even the, I watched it twice and even after the second time, I'm like, okay, I definitely don't think I missed some things. But while investigating, I, I realized or I noticed that the actor that plays Rocco, his name is the exact same as the character, which, I mean, he's the only person in our entire film that's like that. And I don't know why, <laughs> but I just found that random bit of trivia to be so odd i'm like i wonder if he's even just like maybe maybe he wasn't even playing a character maybe they just threw him in there and all of that was improv based on how he really acts well i mean just the way even the movie came together in of itself is just crazy so i mean you know this guy could have been just a friend of duffy and duffy's like man i'm gonna put you in the movie just be yourself i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure like i'm sure that's the way it was uh because i mean yeah this was Troy, I don't know if you did you look into any of the history on this film at all? Actually, I did. Uh, I can go into some of that now, or we, well, we can, can definitely talk. We can definitely talk about it because I mean, just from knowing about it, I know a little bit about it, so we can definitely talk about that. We'll save that for the end for sure because I feel like there's a lot more to talk about outside of the film than the actual film itself. Yeah, probably. so um, we'll keep going on here. Connor learns of a meeting with a Russian syndicate boss at a hotel from a pager taken from one of the dead Russian mobsters. And the brothers quickly kill nine bosses and underbosses, saving the leader, later referred to as Fat Man for last. They recite their family prayer and kill him with two gunshots in the back of the head. The bullets cross and go out of his eyes. They place coin on the eyes of all nine bodies as if uh, to pay the toll of to cross the river sticks. After hunting down Vincenzo Lapizzi, the underboss of Yacoveta crime family, the three, vigilant, the three vigilantes undertake a series of increasingly violent missions, cleansing the city of the most vicious criminals. In response to this threat, Giuseppe, Papa Joe, contracts the feared hitman El Duce to seal the deal with the to deal with the vigilantes. After killing a criminal at his house, the three men are ambushed by El Duce. Although they manage to chase El Duce away, the three men suffer from wounds, one of which Rocco loses part of his finger. Hours later, as the police conduct an investigation on the spot of where the firefight took place, Smecker finds part of the finger that Rocco lost. Smecker decides to do an independent investigation to see who was behind the gun battle and is able to track the evidence down to Rocco and his two allies. This puts him in a difficult position as he decides on whether or not he should go on and prosecute the three men or if he should help them in their cause. After receiving advice from a reluctant priest, Smecker decides to help the three men. Later, the brothers and Rocco infiltrate the Yacoveta headquarters to finish off the family. They are captured and Rocco is shot and killed by Papa Joe. The brothers escape from their chains and as they say their family prayer over Rocco, 
Il Duce enters the room unseen as their backs are to him. As he recites the family prayer with them, it becomes clear that Il Duce is the brother's father. He joins them in their mission to kill all wrongdoers. Papa Joe is sent to trial, and though there seems to be enough evidence to convict him, the reporters on scene anticipate the acquittal due to his Gotti-esque demeanor. The brothers and El Duce, aided by Agent Smecker, infiltrate the trial and make a speech stating that they intend to eradicate evil wherever they find it before the three men recite their family prayer and kill Papa Joe, causing panic in the courtroom. The media dubs the three saints, and the movie ends with various candid interviews of the public. They were all deciding on whether or not the, the saints are ultimately good or evil. Jeff, this movie... <laughs> So I have, I got to say, I had a lot fonder memories of this film than I did having watched it. So, yeah, um, I don't know, man. It was so, I mean, you can probably tell I didn't really write this one because I tried to take notes on it. And honestly, they're really, <laughs> my notes would have lasted probably about two minutes if I would have taken notes. So I had to kind of look this up just to kind of, like I understood a lot of the plot, but as far as what was going on with a lot of the things, like I know this was Troy Duffy's first film. Uh, he was basically just like a bartender, right? Yep, in LA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that's really cool how he got this going and how, you know, this behind this movie that it was made. But you could definitely, definitely tell that this is somebody that has probably never taken like a storytelling class in his life um because i mean i don't know how were you able to follow it pretty well without looking anything up like did you catch all of the details with like who was connected to who and all of that or i've actually only watched this once i usually try to watch it twice as far as if it's one we're covering on our podcast but there's definitely a couple things you know i was hoping to go back and look for on the second watch through I mean, otherwise, I felt like I, I followed it pretty well. Well, what were, let me ask you, what were some of the things that you think you missed? And let me, I can try to tell you if if I had to look them up or if I figured them out on my own or not. So, like, one thing, I don't know if I was distracted, but somehow I missed the part where I guess they were woken up by a dream mm -hmm. and had their calling. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, and I guess it was mentioned later in the movie, so I don't know what... I don't, I don't know if I was jotting something down. Um, I vaguely remember them waking up from a dream, but I, I guess maybe yeah. I wasn't paying close enough attention. So I felt like I kind of missed that. Um, the other thing that kind of sticks out is I got the impression that we were supposed to know that El Duce was going to end up being their dad. I, I didn't catch that, that, I don't know that, that part, I, I wasn't you sure. You just missed that. the fact that they were his, that he was his dad. Like, cause it never really mentioned, it never really See, that's one thing that that I picked up over time, but it wasn't something that I, it was ever explicitly said because because the, the prayer that they say, um, the one that ends in Latin before they're killing the people, they say that it's a family prayer. Mm -hmm. And then when his dad, like when Il Duce starts reciting it with them, that's when you're supposed to be like, oh, it's a family prayer. He's an older man. He must be their dad. Yeah. And so from that point, they just kind of, that's what I'm saying is like you can kind of tell that there there's things that he over explains in his writing and then there's things that he almost barely explains. 
so yeah, that's definitely one thing that I don't blame you for not knowing. What's what's something else? Those are the only things that really jump out. I mean, I'm sure if I watched it again, I might think of some other stuff that maybe, you know, it's one of those movies I went into completely blind. Yeah. Didn't know anything about it. I vaguely remember hearing about the movie just far as the title, but it was definitely one of those where I just kind of just sat down, watched it, just kind of, you know, went along for the ride. What about you? Were there certain things that you felt like you didn't pick up on well? or I mean, there was definitely, I definitely didn't, like, I remember them being vigilantes and going on, like, missions to kill people. That was really kind of, so, there, like, when I watched it the first and second time, I kind of picked up on more of, oh, the people that they're killing are actually connected. And I had to look a little bit more into, like, how everybody was involved, I guess. Because some of that, I guess, I missed. And I don't know if, if it was because, like you said, like zoning out or if it was just not explained. But that was like one thing is I kind of had to figure out how all of the people were connected um, as far as like all of the gangsters and the mobsters other than just being bad people. I don't really feel like that was explained super well. But that was the one thing I had to I had to really look up that was specific to what was going on. Yeah, I mean, I definitely found... The story behind the story, pretty interesting. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely way more interesting than the movie, I feel like. How it even came to be, because, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Troy Duffy, uh, he was just a bartender in L.A., has had no writing background, no movie background. He basically just wrote this script based on, like, some things that he witnessed or experienced in L.A., at, at some point, it got a little bit of hype in the media just because of, hey, local bartender, you know, submits a script and... It, it actually created a little bit of a bidding war, uh, mainly just because with that backstory, you know, I'm sure a lot of these companies saw dollar signs. Yeah. And Miramax, Harvey Weinstein, which we've heard a lot about in the last few years, not for good reason. A little problematic. Uh, he, uh, he actually won it out. I think allegedly he paid $300,000 for the script, but he also bought the bar that Duffy worked at and he, Duffy became co-owner. So that was mm-hmm. a little bit of an additional perk. Anybody that's looked into Duffy probably knows that uh, he had some personal issues, a lot of them. <laughs> and yeah. his his volatile personality actually ended up costing him the deal with Miramax. And he had to shop the film around to other distributors. And it was eventually picked up uh, by a company called Franchise Pictures. And when the film did release, it was very limited. Like I think they said like five theaters. Uh, I assume the first time you saw it probably was not at the theater. Nope. It was definitely on DVD in some either college house or somebody's room, probably 100%. Well, there is a particular company, especially popular in the 90s, probably started in the 80s as well, that you probably have to thank for that. Don't really see them around anymore. Little video store called Blockbuster Video. Yeah. uh, Took a chance and made an exclusive deal for boondock saints and that's when it blew up um the dvd sales went crazy word of mouth was really strong and i think i read where it earned like 260 million dollars of course most of which was from dvd sales so so yeah blockbuster took a chance and it, it really paid off for duffy and and the film in general but i mean critics hated the movie but it but it did score well with the audiences um, again, Blockbuster played a huge role in that. There, there was a sequel made 
2009, and a third film is supposedly in the works. But the casting was very interesting. Uh, Since there was a lot of buzz around this movie, some major A-list players were thrown out there. Duffy, like, immediately rejected a few of them just because, I guess, he didn't like them. But, like, Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves, Ethan Hawke, they were on the table. No. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was on the table, but I think he, he had more of a schedule conflict before they eventually settled on uh, Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus. But, yeah, I and mean, they eventually made a documentary about Duffy, which the critics loved. <laughs> yeah. They loved the documentary, which was called Overnight, which goes into the story of, of Duffy and kind of follows him around and uh, – uh, I'd actually like to watch the documentary, but doesn't appear to to paint him in a very favorable light. No, um, I think he had some problems himself once he got to Hollywood. Kind of got, uh, I think the you know the the name of it kind of alludes to to what happened because he you know, he got famous overnight. I think his his head got a little big after you know the movie kind of got popular, became a cult classic once it hit DVDs. Like you said, like this one, this movie. There was three movies I feel like that every college freshman around my age had watched, and they all three kind of came out around the same time. There was three films. It was The Boondock Saints, The Matrix, and Fight Club, and they all three kind of hit this same male audience, like you know the fighting and the violence and you know, trying to be deeper and hitting on themes and, you know, being more than just like your typical violent movie. But, you know, having watched all three of them, especially this one was probably the one I've watched. It's been the longest since I've seen. I would say that this one's probably the one that has not held up the test of time like the other two have. This one's probably the most problematic as far as, you know, like what was going on, what was the whole theme behind it. Um, Yeah. So yeah, and actually, one thing that really hurt this movie, as far as like its theatrical release and just trying to get backing from uh, you know some of the production company, was it was around the time of the Columbine shooting. Yeah. So a couple of white guys going around shooting a bunch of people. You know, you see this in Hollywood all the time, just based on current events. You know, you you've read a, a bunch about movies where. You know, it may have opened in 2022, but it, it might have been made five years prior. Yeah. Uh, but but they couldn't release it at the time because the story was too similar to a real event. Um, therefore, you know, had to get pushed off. But so that that was definitely the case with this one that um, definitely kind of hurt its theatrical release anyway. Yeah. I mean, do you, if you want to kind of go into like our thoughts and rankings, we can kind of go into that or yeah, ready we'll do, that? uh, since I think it's my turn to pick, we'll do it on out of five coins. All right. And honor them placing coins on other dead's eyes. You know, I think one of the listeners recommended this one and mm-hmm. it got your, it got your approval. It's one that you'd watched previously and you know, pretty much all the ones that have you've watched before, I've I've actually liked really well. And as they say, some good things must come to an end. <laughs> but it's not going to end tonight. Okay. I really enjoyed the movie. All right. I again, it's it's always a huge advantage as far as just my enjoyment and my experience when I go into one not knowing anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't seen any trailers, no clips, I've not heard anything. I mean, I was completely just 
I'm just going into it thinking, okay. And of course, you know, the whole Irish music right off the bat. So I was really digging that. And I don't know. I mean, it's just, to me, it was just a good classic popcorn movie. I just sat back and, and really, really enjoyed it. And I've mentioned before, one of the big signs for me is when it ends, if I'm left wanting more, I want more of that story, more of the characters. And instantly I'm like, wow, I want to see where this goes. And I was actually psyched when I, I didn't realize till after I finished watching it, that there is a sequel. Yeah. All Saints Day. Yeah. Which was, I think almost 10 years later, which again, Duffy has his issues. So it took some time to pull the sequel sequel off. So I'm definitely going to go back and, and check that one out. And I don't think that one has near the cult following as, as the first one did, but so out of five coins, I'm going to give it four. All right. Um, I I really did like this one. Um, and, and like you said, you you can tell you know Duffy's not got movie experience, not got writing experience, but for what it was, I was entertained and I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the characters. All so right. For what it was, it's got my vote four out of five. What about you? All right. I'm I gotta say I'm actually really surprised that you gave that four. <laughs> so I mean I'm I'm kind of glad when you get to go before me. And I I find out your score before mine because I feel like sometimes my score might influence yours. So I, I'm going to say that right off the bat that this this film to me, and I don't know if it's because I've seen so many more movies that have been done better over the years and I've just become a little bit of like a snob or, or what? <laughs> or if I've just become pampered that's, to like good filmmaking. That but, That's very fair because... One thing I always tell people when when I kind of recommend a show or a movie, yeah, I always preface by saying, "Now I haven't watched a lot of shows or movies, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you may watch it and think, oh my God, I've seen tens yeah. of millions of things that did a better job at this. You should go watch that before you're real. So fair statement by you, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> not a Matrix fan. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. I'm okay. pretty sure I watched the first one. See, I like that's why I, think I watched it all the great. way through. That's why this podcast is great because we actually have like, even though we've agreed like on our horror movies, I feel like some of these categories we're going to be so vastly different, and that's going to be so interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this movie, I I don't know, man. Like, out of all the movies we watched so far, I feel like this one was the one I had to consciously fight picking my phone up like i i could follow it but it was really just a series it was i don't know the story was just very loose it was it was definitely written as like a fantasy film you know if that makes sense it was like oh this would be how i would you know like i would love to just go and kill all the bad guys and shoot them all up and you know fix some of this corruption you know, I would love to be like blessed by the hand of God to do it, you know, like, yeah, like I feel like, but I mean, as far as that goes, it does that, you know, like that great, but the storyline was also just kind of wonky. Some episodes of there's episodes of CSI that are, you know, better written. Most of them are. So, I mean, uh, did I have fun in some parts? Absolutely. Man, Willem Dafoe gave it his all. That boy brought that boy brought it 110%. And he was my absolute favorite part of this film. He was great. He looked when he did that scene when he dressed in drag and came in to seduce and infiltrate, man. Yeah. 
cracked me up. He he gave it his all. He have you ever seen? <laughs> you know who he reminded me of in that scene. Have you ever seen Gremlins two? I mean, I have, but oh Remember my the gosh, girl Gremlin, the girl Gremlin. Uh, okay, vaguely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why, but he he reminded me of of her in that scene, and I mean, I don't know how that how those guys could ever see Willem Dafoe as a woman, <laughs> but hats off to him. You know, maybe, maybe that's just them liking what they like, and if that's their thing, that's their thing. But yeah, he I don't definitely... see how anybody could ever think Willem Dafoe in a wig with makeup <laughs> on uh, is a is is a woman but well you know you you thought of gremlins too and i actually thought of et when et <laughs> had, the, had the wig on and stuff but yeah yeah he was great and probably one thing is i'll probably have to start using the word symbology now <laughs> just <laughs> that word yeah. will be stuck in my vocabulary it's not a bad word to have <laughs> so with all that being said i'm gonna have to give this one a a 1.5. Ouch. Um, I mean, like, I, it's one of those ones, like, I can sit through it and I can enjoy parts of it. But for me to just, like, recommend this movie to just anybody, that's, like, it would definitely be one of those ones, like, I would have to know somebody and know what they like. And I would have to know them pretty well before I can just recommend this movie to them. And even then I would be like, you know, you might have to look into it because some parts are hard to follow. And I feel like I would have to explain kind of a lot before I could just, you know, recommend this to just anybody. But, you know, 1.5, there's some things there for sure. There's definitely going to be parts that the average person will enjoy, I guess. But it's definitely, it's definitely more of like a movie that I guess is fun if you're probably drinking or high but i'm assuming that you for the record i I was neither (laughs) but in the times that i was watching this film and enjoyed it i was so that could have been my age it could have been my intoxication level or just i was still i guess at jeff's experience level with films um but you know if you just want to have fun it's 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 not going to be it's one of those films that you can still enjoy with not knowing a whole lot about it and just enjoy the scenes for what they are. But if you're looking for like a story, great direction, things like that, you're not going to find it here. It's, it's definitely more of a film that's just been, I don't know. There's, there's definitely like a lot of language in the film, I guess that's problematic too. That's really weird to hear. I mean, we haven't watched too many old movies, um, but there's definitely like some, some weird language in the film that I don't know, it just really hit my ears the wrong way. And I'm not really bothered by a lot of things like that when they're used right, but I don't know, sometimes something about the use in in this movie just kind of seemed like exploitative, I guess, which I didn't love. I don't think I realized or knew when I first started watching it that it was from like 1999. Mm -hmm. And then you almost get the idea too that it was... I don't know if the movie states exactly when it's taking place. When I'm watching it, it's just like I, I immediately paused it and went back to see when it was made. Cause I'm like, one of the things that stuck out to me right off the bat was everybody were, was smoking. Yeah. Which you saw a lot, you know, during like the 70s, 80s, and, and even the 90s. Mm-hmm. But then over the last 20 years, that's just you just don't see that very much anymore. Yeah. Whereas used to, I mean, all your main characters smoke. That was just, you know, especially if it's like 
police detectives and you know yeah. all those type of people you know i think back to like lethal weapon and you know all those type movies so that, that was one thing i noticed right off the bat and then uh what was it william defoe's character had a look like a cd walkman yeah <laughs> when he started listening to the music uh trying to play out the scene in his head so it, it was funny seeing you know i guess some throwbacks there do you ever have a C, uh, a sony walkman absolutely i even had the uh what was it the the car kit uh-huh. where you could play it through your car stereo and you, you had like a little mount that you could use mm-hmm. um so it wouldn't skip you know because <laughs> if you just if you just laid it flat on your seat it would skip and hop and it would so yeah, yeah. I, I even had like a little mount that my little cd walkman and then i guess a little tape adapter and the whole bit i'm very familiar my first yeah. truck had a tape uh tape deck in it without a cd player so i i definitely had the adapter as well man i'm with you on that good times good, good times. times indeed but i will say i had the uh i guess by the time i was came along with my seat with the my walkmans and stuff i had the uh skip protection so I didn't mm-hmm. have to get them out. You know, I could, I could put the that that Sony Walkman. I could put that sucker in my uh, my cargo pants and be walking with that thing. And be all right. Do you remember back that. when you had to have like a like the CD changer in like the trunk of your car? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a. So I didn't have that, but I didn't ever have one in my trunk. But we did have one, and it never made sense to me. Uh, in my mom's expedition, the CD changer was in the very back. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> we would have to get in the third row of seats to change the CDs. And it was super obnoxious. Yeah, that's the way they, that's the way all of them were, I guess, when it first came out, is that it was always in the, the trunk or the back of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I hate that we've had a podcast where, like, you've just been wrong a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> it's we're, all right, man. We're definitely going to need some therapy with Between the Wings and this movie. Oh, oh man. This one is, it's so funny. I mean, like, it, we're, we're this this month is talking about two dudes and I, I feel like this one has put a wedge between us already. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's the next few episodes. It's going to be Parker by himself and followed by <laughs> me by myself. <laughs> and then maybe therapy will kick in at some point and we'll be rejoined. <laughs> well, um, so... This it, month, you know, our theme is two dudes. Um, I'm sorry, what you saying? Is I mean, since you trashed this film, is it still worth doing the dude or dud? Oh yeah, I guess we should probably do that. Um, yeah, go ahead. Who is your dude or dud? Uh, my, I, I'm going with another dude. All right. Um, although I, you would probably think, man, there's plenty of duds to choose from, but I'm going with the dude of the week, and it's going to be Paul Smecker. All right. Um, acted by William Defoe. Like you said, even for people that probably didn't like the film, like yourself, would probably all agree that his performance, the character, just top notch. Obviously, William Defoe did a great job, and and just the character itself. I, I love how the character, you know, he's the one chasing trying to figure out this mystery of, of of who's doing all these killings only to end up joining them and joining the call. So I really love kind of what his character went through and kind of how it ended with it, you know, with his character. So I loved everything about the character and William Defoe in this movie. So I felt like I had to give him the dude of the week. I am going to echo every single thing you said. I've never done this before, but that was what I was going to say before you even said anything he was going to be my dude of the week so that is one thing we can agree on 
You're, you're uh, just trying so, to you're just trying to appease our relationship. That's, that's I, I absolutely am not. I was actually going to you're just give trying to butter credit. me up. No, because I was going to give credit to Willem Dafoe because he was the only thing <laughs> in this film that you know I actually en- enjoyed 100 of everything that he did. He was he went for it. He was campy in this film, and I love camp. I love camp, and this guy did it great. I don't know, man. Even even though I was ragging on his drag scene, he it was great. I loved everything about this his performance. Um, he did it big. His he went he, he went for it in a way that I think only Willem Dafoe can probably do. And yeah, I loved his scenes when he was trying to figure things out. I loved, you know, even every scene with him is great. Even the scene, you know, like where it's just showing more of his personal life. In fact, if this movie was more focused on his character, I probably would have given it more of a higher rating. But, you know, he got he he probably got one whole point, just him. And Rocco probably got the other 5.5. <laughs> so that's probably how I that's probably why I ranked it even 1.5, to be honest. But, you know, definitely he's my he's my dude of the week, because if anybody's going to be it's going to be him which yeah. for sure have you seen the sequel I, i've seen it once i haven't it's i remember thinking it wasn't great i think he is in the sequel okay all three of them and uh, dude honestly uh, i remember not loving it and i can't remember too much about it i don't know i can actually look and see right now and see if he's still yep uh no he's actually i don't think he is let me see he has a cameo so he's not very involved but somehow rocco is so i don't know but yeah <laughs> maybe i should go watch it I, do, I remember not loving it um but like you said it came out in 2009 and it was years afterward so i can't i can't remember if it why i didn't like it or maybe maybe it just didn't leave very much in a big impression on me altogether so interesting side note um william defoe his first name is spelled w-i-l-l-e-m yeah it's willem so i've i'm just now learning this and i've i mean i've seen him in a ton of stuff and um never realized you've been calling him william yeah but what i'm reading right here is that he was born william defoe spelled like you normally see williams i don't yeah. know if that was like a hollywood thing and he he, he changed it to stand mm-hmm. out a little bit or or what but yeah i never knew his name was spelled different That's so it, i mean it could have been things i know sometimes they have like like when they are trying to get in the actors guild like you can't use the same name as somebody that's already in there so maybe that has something to do with it and you're actually supposed to pronounce it willem mm-hmm. instead of william hmm now you know how about that the more you know yep yep all right so to continue uh this month's theme of two dudes next week is going to be my pick i will be choosing one of my favorite movies about a friendship and involving two dudes we're going to be watching harold and kumar go to white castle you can find that on hbo max we'll be watching that next week and you can tune into into it have you ever seen this one jeff I have not. I'm, I'm sure right. it's one of those where I've seen clips and mm-hmm. scenes, but I don't, I don't recall if I've seen it from start to finish. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited to see how you like this one because I think this was one that 
most people assume you have to be high or drunk to watch. I think it's the opposite of Boondock Saints. <laughs> you might, you have to. I think people assume you have to be high or drunk to watch this one, uh, and I think you can actually get a lot from it being completely yeah. sober. So, do, do y'all have White Castles up there? We do not, sadly. I haven't seen one, and I'm kind of sad about it. I don't think we have any around here either. Now, I know, like in the grocery stores. Like in the frozen food section, yeah, you, you can, can buy, buy the like ones, yeah, yeah, like like the burgers and stuff. But uh, I'm not even sure like where the closest would one would be. Actually, there were a couple in Nashville. Yeah, there. I had a. Uh, I I used to eat one in Nashville all the time. Oh, okay. Looks like they're pretty popular. Like, yeah, Tennessee and then North, like in the Ohio. Yeah, that's where most of them are. Like the Midwest, it looks like. Doesn't look like they have any outside of that little area. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Surprised they haven't branched out further as popular as the name is. But yeah, um, yeah, it should be fun to, to keep doing this series. Um, I, I I did like the, I guess the brotherly bond uh, yeah. between the the two characters. I mean, you know, find you a friend or a brother that will jump off a third or four story building <laughs> to yeah. save your life. Uh, so yeah, I love the bond that they have. Well, they were twins, so I think they kind of had... Which I didn't even know that. I didn't know that until I looked into the film that they were actually twins. That's one thing that I didn't know. I knew they were brothers, but I never caught that they were twins until I was reading that. Yeah, I did not pick up on that either until after I started reading up on it. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for doing this with me this week, and I will catch you next week. Peace out. Listeners, if you have any recommendations for a good therapist, let us know. always thank you so much for listening please remember to rate review and subscribe five stars and a review really do help these dudes out if you have a thought or idea about what we're watching please email us at streaming with two dudes at gmail.com or request to join the streaming with two dudes facebook group thanks again to charlie for helping us out with this week's suggestion and thanks to everybody who is involved in our facebook group links to our patreon and our socials are in the show notes thanks again and remember Never slam your hand down on a loaded gun when it's pointed directly at a cat.